You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Are you ready, dude? Dude, you got that right, my friend. Dude, <laughs> it is an area in which we call the trend zone, and we're done with that hibernation crap. We got the spring in the rearview mirror, Dave. Summer is here, but you know what's almost here? Hmm, training camp. <laughs> right around the corners. That's <laughs> right, baby. Oh, super stoked. It's Wednesday, June 30th. We're coming to you from Los Angeles, California. It's a beautiful yet windy 63 degrees on the west side. Sounds delightful, Dave. <laughs> just lovely. Sun's just <laughs> peeking out really, really at this point in time. So very nice. Up. All right. Let's pound that Gatorade and get those stretches in, Dave, because we're going to get everybody warmed up. We're going to go through every division uh, leading up to training camp today. We're going to go ahead and start with the AFC South. And let's go ahead and go to the basement uh, the AFC South. We're talking Houston Texans. They did finish in fourth place, three thirteen and one. But Dave, D'Amico Ryan's takes over for Lovey Smith as a head coach in Houston. Yeah, and this is an awesome move. You know, sort of bringing in some uh, new blood there. A, a young guy who's had a lot of success over there as a DC for San Francisco, uh, and obviously start. You know, was a huge uh, player for this Texans team way back in the day. So. Uh, this is a guy that's there coming in, and they are really excited about what he brings to the table here. Yeah, dude, this is really the the first step in trying to create an identity for these Texans. Yeah, no question about that. And they uh, obviously the Lovey Smith at the end, you know, he was a he was a classy dude, and he did did a great job sort of weathering that storm that they were in for a while there. But now this seems like a real a start to something fresh and exciting. Yeah, I hate to see a beard that awesome go, but hey, you know what? We got to work it out. All right, David. We know they they jettisoned uh, Deshaun Watson uh, a couple years ago. They got a big old bounty of draft picks. Dave, you get rid of a quarterback, you got to bring a new one. So with the second pick uh, in the first round, they brought in C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. Yeah, and this is uh, obviously going to be the identity on the offensive side of the football for this squad. Uh, put up some great numbers at uh, Ohio State, and uh, they're expecting him to get out, of the, out on that field really probably sooner rather than later uh, and get the uh, the C.J. Stroud era underway uh, as quickly as possible. They do have Case Keenum on the roster there. I think that's a great choice of, uh, as a veteran guy that can help with that transition for Stroud. And they, they didn't stop there. They traded a bunch of those picks, moved right back up into the third spot with Arizona and took edge rusher Will Anderson from Alabama, who some said could be the top pick in this draft too, uh, non-quarterback yeah. wise. I think consensus was that he was the, yeah, he was the most uh, no brainer of picks, you know, productivity uh, and just, you know, a high ceiling and high floor uh, with Will Anderson. But they did, like you mentioned, give up a boatload of picks for him. Mm -hmm. It's hard to even fathom that he could equate to the number of picks. It was the 33rd pick, a first and a third next year, which should be high picks, uh, as well as, a, I believe, another third rounder this year. And they got back, I believe, a fourth rounder or a fifth rounder for it. Anyway, Slice, if there's a lot of pressure on Will Anderson, but there'd be anyways, he's going to be the identity of the defensive side of that football. And he's got a defensive head coach. So uh, 
uh, you know, he's he should have everything set up for him to go out there and, and take a leadership role early. Yeah, and even though the record doesn't indicate it at 313-1, and one, they were very competitive in a bunch of games last year, and we started seeing an ROI on the 22 uh, draft class last year. Derek Stingley, um, Kenyon Green, Jalen Petrie, and uh, there's another receiver on there. We didn't get to see last year, but we're really excited about moving forward. Yeah, Mechie, dude, obviously uh, a lot of people expect him to be what he was in college, which is very, very productive. Not a blow the top off the defense guy, but a guy that really down in and down out uh, is just gets the job done. I, I'm ex- I'm actually looking forward to him uh, really having a, a very positive inta- impact on the squad. Yeah, and uh, Brandon Cooks, he went ahead and uh, went north a little bit up to my Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about him later. Right. But they did add a couple nice pieces in the free agent market as well to this squad. Yeah, uh, and some of these guys uh, had been with um, – uh, D'Amico Ryan's in the past, uh, mm-hmm. so he has some familiarity there. But you got uh, some good guys. Robert Woods, a uh, wide receiver there, a productive guy. Dalton Schultz, uh, he knows know, nothing. A premier tight, tight end. Say, so, hey, man, he was a yeah. He was one of the uh, the gets for, at the tight end position in this offseason here. Uh, so uh, and Shaq Mason, Jimmy Ward. So they're filling out the roster with some veterans that can that can help guide this transition to, to like you said, establishing. Uh, an identity uh, and uh, some professionalism on the squad. Yeah, and if it goes south with uh, Stroud, they do have a bunch of uh, picks in next year's draft too, but hopefully that's the dude to lead this team into the future. And there's a lot of that at the quarterback position in this AFC South. Let's go ahead and jump over to the Indianapolis Colts. They were third place for 12-1, and one, so yeah, a little bit better there. <laughs> they replaced their head coach, Frank Reich, with the Philadelphia OC, Shane Steichen. Yeah, former Chaja Shane Steichen uh, had success early when he elevated to offensive coordinator with the Chargers, with um, uh, the, the rookie Charger quarterback there, Justin Herbert, then extremely uh, uh, productive with uh, developing Jalen Hurts as part of that situation. So perfect guy to bring in and uh, try and hopefully develop a similar to Jalen Hurts, hopefully a quarterback. Yeah, and he did so good. He actually replaced Frank Reich and Jeff Saturday. That's another story. But Dave, (laughs) right up there at the top, right behind that number three pick, the Colts came in with the fourth overall pick in the first round, and they got quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida, dude. And uh, the buzz surrounding this cat, um, you know, through the combine and through pro days and leading up to training camp is uh, is got Colt fan pretty excited. Very excited. And like I said, the Steichen, Steichen with the success he had developing Hurts or part of that t- team that developed Hurts uh, is the right man for this job. Richardson with the size and speed combination mm-hmm. that I don't know if we've seen that at the quarterback position ever. And w- with the recent success of Hurts and even um, uh, Fields down in Chicago, you yeah. know that if you put him on the field early you're, and you just you know, you just build an offense around those skills, uh, then you can get productivity and you can really challenge defenses uh, to to respect his athleticism while he develops uh, into sort of an, uh, an NFL style quarterback or whatever. Yeah, the word is raw, dog. This cat is raw, but the uh, yeah. the measurables are off the charts there. And Dave, this team has really been struggling since Andrew Luck retired prematurely. They didn't have a no line around him. He got the crap beat out of him. He said, you know what? 
that's enough. So he did retire early. They sent the 22 first round pick away for the Carson Wentz trade. Ooh. That kind of blew up in their face. Philip Rivers had a little success there in last year. Um, Matty Ice um, just Bench wasn't too his soon. Number. That's <laughs> yeah. all I got to say. Hersey got involved there, and uh, you know what? Who knows how how if if Matty Ice could have turned it around there? But uh, bottom line is, is yeah, that they were in a tailspin uh, most of last year. Yeah, definitely. But now they have the sweetest porn stash in the business sitting there to mentor <laughs> Anthony Richardson. That's right. Gardner Minshew, man. And that that is another dude who, yeah, he continues to play uh, impressively. Like he's always kind of been that underdog dude, but you, you kind of root for him. So if he has to get out there uh, early on in the season uh, in whatever capacity, I think you have, uh, you know, a little excitement there, even though that's not the guy you're really excited about, you know? Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, this is a, one of those rebuilding processes here, too in a division that's kind of crazy wide open. So I know I'm excited to see Anthony Richardson play. I think it's going to take a while, but he's definitely going to be uh, electric out on that field. It's electrifying. No matter what, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I, yeah. I think that it's must-watch TV at this point in time. Let me quick take a segue, Casey, to mention that the Trend Zone, the show we're now listening to, is available on subscription at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, even Amazon Music now uh, has trend zone by the football dude. So go get your subscription ASAP, please. Awesome, man. All right. We got Pitts and, uh, Taylor there. Hopefully he can be healthy too. Uh, a couple more weapons for Anthony Richardson, but Dave, let's run to yet another team with some potential quarterback issues. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans. They finished in second place, seven and 10 Mike Vrabel going into his sixth year. Um, and this is his first losing season as a head coach there and they were right up in it until that week 17 matchup with the shags and could not get over the hump Oof, no doubt about it dude and uh yeah the quarterback issue at the end of the season was what really held them back they had uh obviously they seemingly have been trying to replace ryan Tannehill for a handful of years here as i'll preempt you on the next one you know they brought in malik willis in the third round in 22 that didn't work out so well, um, and it looks like at this point they're hitting the reset button again, although he's at this point we're looking at Ryan Tannehill as the incumbent, and uh, he, it's his job to lose, basically, right? Yeah, and now you know the way that the uh, rookie wage sale goes. You can keep taking chances on these quarterbacks. They did use the first pick, 11th overall, on the offensive tackle, Pete Skoronsky out of Northwestern, but they traded back up to 33 to get QB Will Levis out of Kentucky there. So definitely lots of competition at quarterback. Yeah, and one of the things about Levis was, you know, they thought, okay, you know, he's he might be a guy that takes a little time to get going. Uh, and, and we'll see. Obviously, that the offensive line there has been super important because they're uh, such a smash run-oriented team. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's also remember that Tannehill was injured at the end of last year. Yeah. And as a result of that, they went to Malik. Uh, and that didn't work out. That showed them that he maybe wasn't the right answer uh, moving forward. They brought in Josh Dobbs for that last game of the season when they fizzled out and and were unable to win that last game, which was essentially a de facto playoff game. Uh, but if Tannehill is healthy uh, and now you've lit in the fire, 
uh, under him. Uh, you know, maybe we see him rebound to the guy that has has in the past been a very uh, productive quarterback. Yeah, dude. And it's you know, it's not like any of the QBs had a bunch of weapons last year going into the 22 draft. They thought it was a yeah. good idea to get rid of A.J. Brown. Um, they <laughs> right. used that uh, 18th pick in the first round to get Traylon Burks, who kind of was injured part of the year and did show some flashes. But uh, he didn't have the production yet. And in the offseason, they also um, there was a little smoke there. We're not trading King Henry, but if we were to trade him, what could yeah. we get back? Kind of floated round. But Dave, they got Tajay Spears out of Tulane in the third round. And I loved watching this guy run the football. So um, they're yeah. starting to insert some youth into this um, Titans team. No question about it. And they still do have Derrick Henry unless something crazy happens uh, at, you know, in the near future here. But uh, obviously uh, he that's been their their guy that they they, you know, hitched their wagon to. But Tajay Spears, uh, a, a little different guy, but uh, certainly an explosive back. And, and uh, they're obviously expecting to plug him in and get a nice tandem of running backs right there. Yeah, and the thing that they're trying to do is rebuild this offensive line. A um, couple of the higher picks, a uh, little yeah. uh, long in the tooth there. But they did add Andre Dillard out of Philadelphia's offensive tackle. But there's still some trouble with that offensive line. Big time, dude. In fact, um, yeah, they uh, right tackle. Uh, Petit Frere is going to be suspended for the six, first six games of the season for gambling. Um, that is a huge blow because he was a third-round pick in last year's draft, and he started 16 games for the squad. So he was immediately a plug-and-play guy, basically. And he was the only of their starters from last year that they were bringing back. So like you said, revamping Ugh. the offensive line is, is almost an understatement. Uh, they do have Tyler Luan, uh, who is currently still a free agent. So he's out there somewhere if they wanted to bring him back to try and get some more stability there. Uh, but that has been a huge part of their success there is having a good enough off offensive line that Derrick Henry can get moving. Because once he gets moving, he's hard to bring down. Yeah, and like you said, man, when healthy Tannehill's gotten a lot of success on this squad, not enough to get it um, over the top, kind of blew yeah. having the number one seed in the AFC a couple years ago in the playoffs. So yeah. um, lots more question marks for this Tennessee squad in years past. So, um, But lucky for them, they are in the AFC South. But, Dave, let's go ahead right open. and jump to the defending AFC South champs. I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, nine and eight was good enough for first place last year. And uh, plug your ears real quick, Dave. In the wild card <laughs> round, they had an epic comeback win against your Chargers. They won 31 30. In the division round, they played them tough, but weren't able to get over the, the top. They lost to the Chiefs 27 to 20. All of this in Doug Peterson's first year as head coach, Super Bowl winner in Philly. I guess that wasn't good enough. So, um, they ran him out of town, but he looks to be a great fit on this Jag squad, dude. No doubt. After the disaster, which was Urban Meyer and the wasted season, ultimately, uh, from Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, uh, you know, this is what, what they needed. Uh, a, a head coach who was a quarterback who knows how to deal and develop the quarterback position. Doug Peterson was exactly the, the dude. Uh, to to uh, to make this thing happen. And Trevor Lawrence, as the season progressed, got better and better and better. And at the end of the season, the last six, eight games, you're like, man, this is the dude that mm -hmm. everybody was saying we were getting. And it's just a year and a half later or whatever. But man, what a great job uh, 
from Doug Peterson getting them going. Yeah, dude. In the first round with the 27th pick, they got the big tackle, Anton Harrison, out of Oklahoma. Yeah. It was a little bit of a project, but he showed a lot of flashes there. And Dave, in the third round, I love this pick, 88, running yeah. back Tank Bigsby out of Auburn, dude. Yeah, and, and I, I think they're, they're you know, he's a, a he's a, one of those sort of spark plug or whatever, you know, bowling ball type of dudes, you know. Uh, and you you got him and, and Etienne, who I think they want to take a, a little bit of the punishment between the tackles away from and use him as that dude who can line up anywhere, any anyhow, and and be like that gadget dude that does everything for them. And a lot of receiving I'm looking uh, uh, for Etienne. They want him in open space, but they need a guy that's just going to pound it. And this is a, 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 a you know, tank. they don't call him Tank for nothing, but I mean, it was actually nicknamed tank as a baby because he ran into things but i guess that he never <laughs> lost that uh moving forward as he became a running back because uh you can count on him to um to you know to plow the rock so uh th- i think that's a really interesting tandem of backs and dave uh you know they had the number one pick in the 22 draft and uh added a couple choice choice defensive players um with their first round picks from last season yeah, Travon Walker, who flew up the boards late in the process due to the upside in the athleticism, um, and then uh, Devin Lloyd, the the linebacker. Uh, both the guys obviously had productive seasons last year, but I think they're even looking for Walker to take a much bigger step. Uh, and and you know he when he got came out, they drafted on potential, not productivity. And I think we're still in the process of that productivity emerging from the potential. Yeah, dude. And they re-signed Evan Ingram. They brought in uh, Kirk with a huge contract last year. That is Zay Jones. You mentioned ATN. But, dude, I love this. Last season, they traded for wide receiver Calvin Ridley on the suspension for the gambling. Um, he got off the Falcons, dude. And I think this guy is going to be a huge asset to these Jags. No doubt about it, dude. I mean, absolutely. Um <laughs> and he, I think he immediately becomes their number one receiver there. Yeah. And then they were already very dangerous uh, with the combination of Etienne receiving the ball of the backfield, uh, Kirk, Engram, and uh, Zay Jones. A really nice, versatile package. Engram was very productive as well. Uh, we see we, last year going into the offseason, it seemed like they overpaid for everybody uh, just to try and change that culture and get some talent in there. But now, in retrospect, it really doesn't feel like they overpaid. It feels like they got the guys on the squad that they they wanted, and they put together a playoff run. They were one of the final eight teams, and like you said, they took Kansas City uh, to the ropes there uh, late. So um, this is a team that I don't think anybody could argue is headed in the right direction. Yeah, dude, and just like young players galore on both sides of the football. Um, yep. But let's see how this young core handles huge expectations. Won the division last year, won a playoff game. Now that's got to be the floor of what they do in a loaded AFC. But the division, very winnable. And if Trevor Lawrence continues to take the next step, dude, this is going to be a fun and exciting team. Awesome. I couldn't agree more. I mean, wow, this Jacksonville team, again, uh, very exciting team. All these teams are exciting, but Jacksonville, you're looking at what, what step can they take and build up of last year. All right, we're going to be back real soon with the NFC South preview. But so many ways you can check out the football dudes. The Trend Zone, what you're listening to right now, available for subscription for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Amazon Music now. 
get out there, subscribe, like us, give us those sweet five-star reviews. Yeah, also subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Instagram and Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA, and make sure you tag us across all the social media platforms. And while you're out there surfing, go ahead and uh, catch a wave on over to footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes and no football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We're out of here.